What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. My name is Scott, and uh, it's just me tonight. We're just going to hang out. I just wanted to hop on here and chat with the people because I had kind of an interesting day. Uh, Some funny stuff I thought you guys might get a kick out of. So uh, let me just make sure my microphone settings are good because you know how I have an issue with that every now and then when the the audio settings are out of whack and then it ruins my week. So here we are. Awesome. I think my camera is a little fuzzy, too. It might have a thumbprint on it or two, but that's okay. All right. Well, here we are, everybody. Hanging, hanging, hanging. Uh, yeah, so um, I got some stuff to shout out. Um, I want to tell you about my day. It was kind of funny. Um, but most of all, you know, I haven't done one of these solo streams in a while. So uh, here we are. Why not? Who cares? You know, might as well. Uh, let's see here. So uh, let's pull this up here. So I'm going to share my screen. And where are we at here? Um, okay, hold on. Let me get all my ducks in a row here. All right. Sorry. This is kind of a very much a last minute thing, but I'm glad you guys are all here and anybody catching the replay. Uh, so first of all, rebunk.news is the website. I've had a lot of people sign up for the email list. So I really appreciate that. You guys, I just want to shout out and let you know that that really is the best way to stay up to date with the show. Um, if you're, uh, you know, looking for notifications about the show, anytime I'm about to go live, any announcements, just go to rebunk.news. You'll see a little pop-up Just sign up there. Um, I'm going to talk about some of this other stuff here. I mean, you guys know the drill. The um, the the Telegram is the best place to be. T.me forward slash rebunked news. Um, pretty much rebunked at rebunked news on all the social media platforms. So if you're going to follow the show, please hop in there. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's really it. I'm going to go through some of this stuff a little more in depth later. But at the same time, that's not the primary reason why we're here. I do want to shout this out too, though, you guys. So this is pretty cool. So um, you guys hear me talking about autonomy a lot. Um, Richard Grove and the autonomy team are putting on this, uh, autonomy, very independent producer summit. Um, and that's happening on March 5th. Um, it is on, it's at noon Eastern. Um, so yeah, March 5th. Oh, I need to update on any day email Stephanie Beck. It's 2023 Sunday, March 5th, 2023, 12 PM Eastern time. It's basically, uh, let me see if they give a little synopsis to succeed in a competitive world. Uh, requires more than just having skills and talents. You need to know how to showcase your value to those who need it. Uh, successful producers have found out how to make their offer. And by doing so, have empowered the minds of millions. Join us to discover how you can too. So look at this freaking lineup, you guys. They got Jay Dyer, Mark Passio, Ryan Christian, James Corbett, Jordan Page, Benny Wills, Charlie Robinson. Who's that guy? This guy named Scott Armstrong and then Steve Poikinen. Uh So yeah, we're going to be hosting this little event. Uh, I don't really necessarily know what it's going to entail, but I imagine it's going to be epic. So, you know, particularly if you guys are producers, content creators, if you're looking to get some insight into uh, how to take your projects to the next level, I hope you join. Um, You know, there's a little spot there that says uh, save your spot. Uh, If you go to the episode description right now, what you're watching or where you're listening, if you're listening to the replay, if you're watching live right now, if you go to the episode description, you'll see a link that says autonomy uh vip summit and that stands for very independent producer it's not like very important people we're not like smelling our own farts over here it's a a very independent producer summit um there's a link in the episode description if you click on it follow that link you can go to this page where it'll allow you to sign up so i hope to see you guys there it's gonna be fun um you know i'm i'm actually looking forward to networking with a couple of these folks i've had everybody on my show except mark passio um and actually i haven't had jay on jay dyer on the new show i have not had jay on rebunked yet um we did interview him back on truthzilla um actually i'm wearing my truthzilla hat a little nostalgia here um but yeah so we did interview jay back then and uh so i'm looking to network with mark and it's funny because i've met jay in person multiple times since then him and courtney turner are like really good buddies and i guess jay lives here in tennessee so jay's always coming out and doing in-studio interviews with her and he's very supportive of her work and comes out to uh her events that she's thrown, um, you know, speaking of, we are doing an event here on June 3rd and hopefully we're going to have uh, media out for that here very soon, like uh, flyers, website, all that stuff here within the next week or so. I know I keep saying that, but uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of work throwing these events is a lot of work. So, Oh, and I haven't connected with Jordan page yet. So I'm looking forward to connecting with him too. But anyway, guys, so in the episode description, 
autonomy VIP or very independent producer summit. Just click that link and sign up and we'll see you on March 5th. Um, let's see here. I just also wanted to shout out speaking of autonomy, uh, Courtney Turner and I, oops, hold on. Courtney Turner and I were asked kind of, it was like the night before, uh, Josh over at autonomy unlimited texted me and he's like, Hey bro, do you want to host uh grand theft world tomorrow night? And I'm like, Oh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I know what that entails, but yeah. Uh, so, you know, super grateful for the grand theft world team for even thinking for my name to even pop in their head as somebody who could possibly even fulfill that role. But, uh, they uh, asked Courtney Turner and I to host this show. And I have to say it was a banger. Uh, it was a fantastic episode. And, uh, so it was uh, Courtney Turner, myself and, uh, Tony Myers. So there's Courtney crushing, uh, and you know, I don't know how, oh, and then Maddie Bannon was on, I, I I'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about her a little bit more here in a second, but, uh, there's Maddie crushing on the show. There's Tony crushing on the show as ever. Let me see if I can get a snapshot. I like it. So these guys, so, you know, you know, Tony has like this deep, you know, philosophy background. Uh, there's me crushing on the show. And then, uh, Courtney Turner knows about that stuff inside now too. She is, she, she is like a extraordinarily talented deep dive researcher, just a wealth of knowledge. And of course, Maddie as well. Um, you know, she's got a massive amount of background in philosophy and studying these topics. So I was kind of like just along for the ride during that discussion, but, uh, it's fascinating. Courtney, um, Tony and Maddie, and you know, and I held my own. I was just cracking jokes the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, how I roll, but it, it was, it was a lot of fun. And my goal doing it was to be able to last until the very end. So I had, I did co-host Grand Theft World one more one one time before, and uh, I made it through the intermission. I made it to the end when they were rolling. You know how they usually do like a wrap up at the end where they show like some comedy sketch or something. I pieced out at that point on the last one, but this time I was determined to stick it out to the end. And I did. Courtney and I both, we powered through to the very last drop until they were done broadcasting and were able to like chat with the team afterwards. So, uh, and it's an almost seven or excuse me, eight hour episode, seven hours, 43 minutes clocked in. I got to bed about, what would that have been? Like five in the morning that morning. And, uh, but anyway, dude, I'm just super grateful for them for allowing me to hop on, um, you know, super, super grateful for the team over there. It's a lot of fun. If you guys aren't familiar with grand theft world, it's like literally like an absolute must watch. If you're looking for like news recap, if you're looking for, um, you know, sources. And of course, um, you know, normally when Richard's there, it's him and Tony doing really deep dives, showing you like the historical context and, uh, kind of the, the, the philosophical, like logical, uh, attacks that they're implementing against us. You know, Tony's course is called intellectual self-defense. And so he's really good about breaking down and analyzing the different, uh, means and methods by which they are propagandizing us and to provide yourself with a little bit of intellectual self-defense. So that was fantastic. That was a lot of fun. Um, let's see. Also, I wanted to shout out. So we also did a new episode of, uh, pirate stream dialectical dissidents. So uh, let's see yesterday coming off of about five hours of sleep. We Courtney and I met Ryan down at the T lab studio where we busted out an episode of pirate episode nine of pirate stream media. It's a great episode. You can find that on Ryan's website, the last American vagabond. If you go to T lab team, Ryan Christian, and then pirate stream media, you can find all the links to that. Um, it's been, it's been going really good. It's crazy on rumble. Uh, the last episode we did up to like 70,000 views, which is crazy. People are really enjoying this new show and, you know, we're still just in the very infant stages of pirate stream media. Um, we got our official logo here. Uh, yo, what's up, Steve? Steve's in the chat. What's up, buddy? Uh, so we, uh, we were only, you know, uh, so it, it's been, it's been awesome, man. And, and I'm really excited to uh, see what the show is about to become. Steve, I just gave you a big shout out too. A minute ago, I don't know if you were here for that, but I was talking about the very independent producer summit. Big Steve down there. We're gonna be crushing on uh, Sunday, March fifth. So yeah, 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 make sure you guys come scope that out. Um, but yeah, the pirate stream, guys, it's coming, it's happening. Big things in the works. So Steve, you got to stick around here. I got a funny ass story. So um, maybe we'll just get to that here. I do have some other stuff that we can cover and talk about, but let's just get to why we came here. So I was able. I went to. Uh, I went to the zoo today. 
which is interesting. You know, I wouldn't, I hadn't expected to uh, go to the zoo today, but uh, it was kind of fun. And, you know, an opportunity came up with a friend and like, yeah, let's go check out the zoo, man. It's cool. You know, it's the zoo. What could possibly go wrong or what could possibly uh, make sure, Make sure you're there for that panel. Yeah, everybody should make sure you're there for that panel. Yes, you should. You should absolutely. Um, so I was like, yeah, it's the zoo, man. It's going to be great. It's nice. It's like animals. Like the joke I made was like, yeah, it will help me appreciate my freedom more by seeing other sentient beings in captivity, you know. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Oh, bear ass in the chat. What's up? Um, so anyway, so we go to the zoo. And I'm, I'm looking around and this thought popped in my head. I was like, okay, so I've, I covered, you know, uh, the whole vaccine thing relentlessly. And I remember like maybe, maybe hearing something slide across the news desk at some point related to like them vaccinating zoo animals or some shit like that. And I'm like, uh, hmm, I'm just curious. So I just literally just typed in like, uh, you know, Nashville zoo COVID vaccine or whatever. And of course, you know, a lot of articles popped up that said, Hey, they are actually offering COVID vaccines for people at the zoo. You know, if you go to the zoo and get your COVID vaccine, then you'll be eligible for a free return pass to come back to the zoo later. You know, and I'm like, oh, geez, of course, it's just another one of those uh, carrots that they're dangling in front of us and this and that. So. um, So that was lame, of course, as always. But then I stumbled across this article here. Uh, let's see here. So and then this one right here. So it's like. All right, so Nashville Zoo plans to vaccinate animals against COVID-19. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, really? Okay. Oh, they got a news article here. Let's see. I don't know if the audio will pop up, but let's see. Let's see if this will work. Let me see. Bitch. Hold on. Sorry. Okay, let's let's see what they have to say here. I don't think I optimized it for sound. So let me let me make sure that let me try that again here. Yo, death the tyrants in the chat. I really okay. Share tab audio. Does that even work? Yeah, let's do it that way. Okay, share. All right, here we go. Thank you. Sorry, doing it live. You know. Hey, what's up, Amanda? Come on, Vic. There's still a lot to learn about. All right, let's see. I can't. I can't this can't get this to start from the beginning because it's being ridiculous okay what? zoos across the nation are vaccinating their at-risk animals against covid19 and soon the nashville zoo will be able to protect its most susceptible residents i'm sure a lot of people have already heard that there have been lions and tigers that have had covid there also have been great apes that have had covid there's still a lot to learn about how the coronavirus impacts animals nashville zoo um, will end up being a part of the zoetis vaccination program for covid and we're basing it on studies that we're learning thus far in species that have been um, susceptible to it. Vaccine doses may be available as soon as November, and some zoo animals are going to be at the top of the list. So especially for us, it'll be our great, greater apes and lesser apes, and then our um, uh, cats, big cats. While the Zoetis vaccine does provide protection from COVID-19, it's a vaccine specifically formulated for animals. This is not the same vaccine that we are getting as humans. Um, it's completely different. So we're not taking from that stock. Mary Mays, News 2. Well, Zoo. Okay, well, there you go. So that, that is kind of the overview of uh, the main thing. So so we were walking around, checking things out. And then, um, you know, we there was this area in the Nashville Zoo where they have their uh, veterinary clinic. And it's very interesting because they had um, it's interesting because you can walk up. They have like the place where all the animals are born and they have like little incubators where they put the animals. But there weren't any animals that were born. Uh, the sign on the window said or the sign on all of them. It said uh, it said uh, we we're all grown up now, but we're ready for the next baby to be born. Something like that. Right. So uh, it didn't look like any animals were in the process of giving birth. And it was kind of horrendous because then you walk down to the next window and there were these uh, medical staff were performing surgeries live at the window so that all the viewers could walk by and see. And, uh, and, and, and they were performing surgeries on salamanders. So the salamanders were probably like this big and they had them down on the ground on their backs and they were cutting like in, making incisions into their chest. And there was a staff lady standing outside there and she was very excited. She's like, look at this guys. We're putting microchips in all of the salamanders. 
And that way we'll be able to track them and trace them and this and all that. Right. So they had like this, there was this two different uh, surgery rooms with a big screen TV where there was like a camera right above the surgical area where they were broadcasting out uh, what, you know, the, so you could just watch on the big screen, the surgery up close. And so she was very excited about them microchipping these, these salamanders, you know, um, which checked out, you know, that's, that's kind of what, uh, that's what, these people are into like, like the microchipping and the cutting. And I don't know if this has any relevance to anything, but this gal, this one gal in particular, she did have, I'm not even gonna say it, whatever. She had some uh, indicator on her badge that, that indicated exactly her, where her allegiance stood. And I'm sure you guys all know exactly what I'm talking about. So anyway, <clears throat> that being said, I just was, I asked her, I'm like, so I heard you guys are, are you guys offering or are you guys vaccinating or doing COVID vaccines for your animals? And she was very excited. She's like, yes, all of our animals received the COVID-19 vaccine. And I was like, whoa, okay. And then I was like, so like, is this like the same mRNA vaccine that humans get? And she's like, mm, it's similar, but a little bit different. And this is what really stood out to me that was really interesting. She says that each animal has to have a slightly different formulation <clears throat> for the, the COVID vaccine that they received. And I'm like, really? And I'm like, okay, thank you. I didn't you know, want to make a big deal with this lady but i'm like that's really all the information i need thank you very much so you know what that tells me is that okay so they're coming up with different formulations for each animal of this covid sh shot right and so i mean are they testing it at all i mean obviously you know test animal testing is a part of it but like you know a part of just like the ph pharmaceutical clinical trial process to begin with but it's just like i wonder how much data they even attempted to uh, you know, gather before rolling out this mass vaccination for all these animals. So I'm just already in a state of just being heartbroken and just like, man, like really, really, it's so sad, man. And so, so anyway, I just wanted to give you guys a little tour. So I actually went and uh, yeah, we went and just, you know, I, I, I took some awesome pictures, um, you know, went around, I saw some really cool stuff. And so we, I want to show you some pictures of some, uh, COVID-19 vaccinated animals. Okay. So let's see here. Let's, let's just go down the list here. So this is, uh, this is the, the gibbons, the monkey cage, as you can see, these are all the, the vaccinated gibbons, uh, running around in their pen there. Okay. Um, uh, let's go see the meerkats. Okay. Here are the meerkats. Oh, there, there, there's all the, the vaccinated meerkats. Um, running around like uh, all healthy and COVID free. Um, let's see what was next on the list. Oh, the saddle build stork. Oh, look at that! All of the the healthy, um, the 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 boosted uh, storks. Look at them! They're they're just having a great time there. Uh, uh, let's see what, what else do we have here? What was next on the list? Oh, the warthogs. Okay. Let's go see the warthog exhibit. Oh, oh no. I, this, this is just, a, okay. This is a giant Trinidad cock. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Funny, funny, uh, cock row. You see? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So those are the giant Trinidad cocks right there. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. So anyway, okay. So what was next? The warthogs. Yes. Okay. So let's go see all these big, healthy, um, Injected warthog. Oh, I'm sorry. Animals temporarily off exhibit. Okay. Okay. They're all, uh, you know, nursing their, um, their, their, uh, those my myocarditis or something. I don't know. Do animals get myocarditis and something like that? Oh, uh, actually, I think I took that one out of turn. These, this is the warthog pen. There we go. Look at all those, uh, look at all those healthy vaccinated warthogs running around there being all, free and um <laughs> hey you know it, it could have been worse it could have been a lot worse if they didn't have uh if they they hadn't received the injections right okay what do we have next what do we have next okay uh let's see we've got we've got the lemurs <clears throat> all right this is my favorite this is the lemurs there's there's all the uh oh wait no wait no there's no there's no lemurs okay yeah yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and this, for those of you that are just listening on the podcast, I'm just showing pictures of empty cages, right. Of all these, um, heavily vaccinated and boosted animals at the Nashville zoo, you know, <laughs> being all 
They're they're probably they're probably elsewhere avoiding. They're probably on lockdown. They're probably on lockdown. They probably have some lockdown going. Okay, who do we have? Oh, what is this? These are the 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 clouded leopard. Look at these majestic clouded. Um, wait a minute, clouded leopards. Do we see any vaccinated clouded leopards? I didn't see any vaccinated clouded leopards there today. Okay. Um, okay. What do we got? Okay, and then of course. Uh, um, these, these are the, the Sumatran tiger, uh, look, uh, let's see. It's, uh, Oh, mm, no, no, no Sumatran tiger. Um, <laughs> so, Oh my God. Okay. What about, Oh, what's last on the list? Last on the list we have here, we have the bears. Okay. So this is, uh, these are all the big vaccinated bear. Oh man. Well, Okay, well, I mean, at least they're vaccinated. At least they're vaccinated. <laughs> at least they're at least they're healthy. At least they're uh, COVID free. And there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so there you go. I mean, so that was my trip to the zoo. So, uh, yeah, exactly. So, so okay, so. That was hilarious. I thought I was at the zoo. I'm like, okay, this is going to be hilarious, right? I got to go do a live stream tonight to do this, right? Hilarious in a, in a very dark way. But um, I will admit there was one bear all the way in the back hanging out, and there was one tiger there. But I took the photos so that it wouldn't show them to be funny. I was being a little silly. But uh, there were actually very little animals there. Like there were no freaking animals anywhere. A lot of those were, in fact, empty cages. You know, I wasn't just being completely dishonest. But at the same time, uh, I thought that would be a funny stick. So there you go. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. <laughs> I was laughing. It's hilarious to me. And that's all that counts. Right. Um, so let me see. Uh, yeah, thank you. But anyway, but it, okay. So then just the overall zoo experience, you know, it was, um, you know, you can just, it's, it's weird. I don't know how many of you guys have been to like a zoo in your adult life or anything like that. You know, it's a little, disheartening like some the, the animals look very depressed they look very like you know man what am i doing here you know like this sucks so it's a very uh it was interesting it was an interesting experience i, I didn't know how quite to feel about it i mean it's kind of cool um probably all right uh but you know it's just like and then you see a lot of these like um like there's a, it just seemed like there was a lot of propaganda there there was a lot of, uh, what was it? There was something else that really stood out as like really uh, social justice that I just couldn't put my finger on. But it was a very social justice. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Portland Zoo has trans animals now. Oh, my God. That See, things like that, Steve, like literally, like I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if eventually that becomes a thing. But it's like, you know, selling vaccines to zookeepers is a very profitable endeavor. You know, there's no question about the fact that, you know, you can make a lot of money uh, just, and, and then that's another thing we saw too, like uh, them, them talking about how they were wanting to vaccinate people's pets right now that the human, the demand from humans has dwindled, you know, they've got all this stockpile of MRNA sitting around. It's like, well, what are we going to do? We need to figure out a way to, uh, you know, offload all this so we can just go hit up the zoos right you know that freaking albert borla sitting in the boardroom we need to hit up the zoos they will these people will vaccinate they will inject anything into anything so but it was it was the bear thing in particular like there was one bear he was looking very uh lethargic very uh just like he was not having a good time yeah the point the animals at the Portland Zoo have masks on. Yeah, I guarantee it. I guarantee they make little tiny little masks to put on the iguanas and everything. I mean, I guarantee they're doing that, man. So it was uh, it was interesting. It was I mean, it was a fun outing. It was a beautiful day. So I'm very grateful. It was like 70 degrees today here in, in good old Nashville. It was a beautiful sunny day. I had a great time. It was fantastic. Um, uh, let's see here. So one of the other things I wanted to shout out here while we're just uh, hanging is um i uh oh come on now <clears throat> so on the oh hold on i don't know what's going on here uh i'm sorry something's playing on my end oh gosh i'm sorry i'm getting distracted here okay yeah yeah, yeah. i'm sorry i'm sorry sorry hold on hold on hold on hold on okay sorry sorry this video just started playing in the background and it's 
killing me. Okay, there we go. I don't know if you guys could hear that or not. Uh, but anyway, but I do want to play a clip off of that. So hold on. Oh, it's supposed to snow in Portland. Oh my gosh. You know, we did have a cold spell here the last, like a couple weeks ago, like it got down pretty cold, but, uh, it's, it was pretty nice today. All right. So here's what I want to talk about. So on the T lab Substack, um, there's a recent article by Maddie Bannon. Um, you know, she's a part of the autonomy community. Uh, she just wrote this fantastic article. Um, and I just want to call attention to it. If you guys haven't read it or checked it out, um, we covered it on grand theft world quite a bit, but, um, you know, it's not what you'd expect. Like, like kind of the title, it looks like it's that Sam Bankman freed guy and like a bunch of freaking FTX nonsense. You know, it, she does a great job of kind of for anybody that's not familiar with the case or the situation, she does a great job of kind of just giving a good succinct description of it. But what really was awesome was her deep dive into like the philosophical, mind virus as tony myers was calling it which i really liked it's this mind virus that is permeated into this elite ruling class that's centered around the idea of effective altruism okay and it's a really interesting thing and actually maddie's coming on the show this friday so i don't want to get too far into it because we're going to go deep into it but i really want to at least let you guys call your attention to the article it's like it's a long article it's a good read but i learned so much like this fucking guy right here peter singer like this guy will blow your mind. Uh, I've never seen anything like this before. It's like taking these these ideas of like philanthropy. Like we all we all know the old Bill Gates, you know, philanthropic world that these people love to run in, and how they justify a lot of their actions through oh, it's just philanthropy, right? Um, but the but the idea of effective altruism, and then this guy Peter Singer, his philosophy really takes it to a new level. And really one of the things that stands out, it's like this idea of how to do the, the most good in the world, which sounds awesome. I mean, I think all of us here want with our lives, like with the, the energy and the life that I do, you know, the, the life energy that I expend each day, I want to do the most good. I want to do good. I want to help people. You know, there's a lot of pursuits in my life that are directly towards that, you know, but it's like these people have like almost quantified the idea of what it means to do good. They quantify the idea of pain and pleasure and they kind of make a math equation out of how to, how to like create the most amount of pleasure with the least amount of pain. And if the, the quotient of, of uh, pleasure outweighs that of the pain, then it's considered good. And if the quotient of like units of pain exceed the quotient of units of pleasure, then it's bad. And it really comes down to that. And it's, it's, it talks about things about utilitarianism, which was something that I learned about, which is interesting. Uh, and then, yeah, so Maddie's going to be on AM Wake Up on Thursday. So big shout out to them. Um, and then uh, the idea of, um, oh, what was the other one? I mean, I guess there is altruism. But this, this Peter Singer guy, he's like, if there's any suffering in the world, then you need to drop everything you're doing to make sure that you're helping others that are suffering, which is, I mean, I get it. I get wanting to help people that are suffering, but they take it to a psychopathic level, absolute psychopathic level. Um, and some of the, the, the analysis that she does is just mind blowing, dude. And like one of the examples of effective, and this is like the best, um, thing that I can think like she uses this, this example in the article, but it's just so mind blowing. It's just there. And this just sums up their ide ideology and it helps give so much context and understanding to the whole ruling class and the way they think, you know, and, and it basically comes down to the idea of if you can do a, an act of service for somebody, that's great. But if you can do an act of, if you can spend your time doing an act of service, that's even greater. If you're able to help more people, then just doing that one act of service, then obviously you should try and help as many people as possible. But here's where it gets a little, here's where it gets a little freaky. And this is the example used in the article. This is the example that, that was used by one of the guys who invented the idea of effective altruism. He was in a debate and this is what came up. Basically it's like the idea of the burning house. Let's say you have a house that's burning to the ground. And I know I've talked about this on a few shows already, but I don't care, whatever. The idea of a house burning to the ground. And you're rushing in the house and there's two rooms in there. And in one room, there's a little infant baby screaming and crying. And in the other room, there's a Picasso painting, but you only have time to save one because the roof is about to collapse. 
Which one would you save? Would you save the infant baby or would you go save the Picasso painting? And so the effective ultra, of course, I think any sane person would rush in and save the infant, the baby, right? But an effective altruist would argue that it's more logical to go rescue that Picasso painting, the priceless Picasso painting, than it is to rescue that one infant child. Because you can then go out and take that Picasso painting and you can sell it for millions and millions of dollars. And then you can take that millions and millions of dollars and you can use it to save 10,000 babies from starvation in Africa, right? So by choosing a different path in the moment, uh, you are effectively saving way more people. That's just insane. It's an insane way to think. And then also their ideology, you know, these guys are all like the technocrats, big tech type people. Uh-oh, it's Miss QA Bear in the chat. Oh, geez. What's up, Miss QA Bear? <laughs> you should rewind to the beginning and check this out. You, you missed like the main joke of the episode so you got to watch it from the beginning <clears throat> but anyway so they but they put it in terms of uh <clears throat> when, when we're talking about saving the most number of people where does the most number of people exist the most number of people exists actually in the future the future contains trillions of theoretical humans right that's way more than the alleged eight billion people that are here right now so if we're thinking like a true effective altruist, what we need to be doing is prioritizing the needs of those trillions of future people at the expense of all of the current people, you know, and it gets a little messy. It definitely gets a little messy. And I think that we see that we see that ideology permeated into like, obviously, the climate change argument. You know, we see so much of uh so much of this this ideology affecting our lives. We saw it through COVID, right? You need to wear a mask so that you can save all of these hypothetical people that you're out killing. You know, they wanted to, like I've heard people talk about how people that aren't wearing masks are literally murderers. You're literally murdering people by not wearing a mask, you know? So we need to sacrifice for the greater good, you know? And it's, it's the idea of utilitarianism where it's like, the, the intention of the action doesn't really matter. It's more so the outcome of the action that really matters. And so even if I go into a situation with good intentions and the, and the outcome is bad, that doesn't matter. <clears throat> the only thing that matters is the outcome. If I go into, into a situation with bad intentions and it turns out good, then it's all good. You know, the ethics of it is just so insane and it's completely inverted and it's just completely diabolical. But she goes in and talks about how in the article, the T-Lab article, she goes in and talks about how, uh, how this, you know, this Sam Bankman Freed guy was very much involved in the effective altruist movement. And that's what how he justified committing all of these crimes, um, these financial crimes using his uh, uh, crypto exchange, because he was, you know, he wanted to become one of the super mega elite. He wanted to become the highest echelon of money people on the face of the planet, because in his mind, he was going to use that to then save the most amount of people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know how they think about that, Steve, but it's like, I mean, what are your thoughts? I don't know. Uh, and then this, yeah. So anyway, I, we're, I'm going to get into it. You guys check out AM wake up on Thursday. Um, and so let's see, Chris says, I wonder what singer Peter singer in the article, go read the article to see what P singer is all about. Cause this guy's nuts. I wonder what singer's answer would be to Catherine Austin Fitz moral conundrum of pushing a button to kill all the drug money laundered in banks. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, exactly. So they would say that, you know, all of the drug money that's in existence or in circulation is good because it could potentially be used to, to fit and, uh, you know, help other people. So, you know, there's definitely so much like, like once you, once you like, that's the whole thing is like their argument falls apart. Once you in, introduce even the slightest bit of like ethics to it. You know, you could dismantle any one of their arguments with just basic like human decency and common sense. And that's the whole thing about it is it removes all human decency. It removes the humanity out of any one of these decisions. And that's one of the things that they just don't take into consideration. And it's alarming because, you know, you get to see how they, especially the needs of like the little people, man, like they think they're being these great, glorious, godlike people but they're dismissing and disregarding just the basic tenets of what it means to be human. And it's so evil. And the thing that came up for me while we were all discussing it on Grand Theft World the other night was like, you know, these are the big tech billionaires, the big tech people 
Silicon Valley, like San Francisco, like these are the people who have this ideology. They, they go to like seminars together to learn about effective altruism. They learn about this stuff. And if you think about it, these are the people that are programming machine intelligence, machine learning, uh, artificial intelligence. These are the people that are actually behind the buttons programming the things that they're trying to outsource all of our thinking. They're trying to outsource all of our interactions with technology on a, uh, yeah, yeah, so I know. Very, very much a useless eater talk. I should have called this episode the useless eaters and the vaccinated zoo animals, right? There you go. So, you know, as we're seeing with the AI stuff, I know all of you guys are kind of keeping an eye on this. Like, it is kind of spooky how the AI situation and just like the chat GPT, the Bing AI, like it's really kind of uh, permeating to the forefront in really interesting ways. Like, it's getting kind of crazy kind of quick, you know? And whether or not it's, it's, I mean, obviously it's not like sentient AI. It's not like um, what they would call like generalized artificial intelligence. Um, it's getting to a point where, you know, they could almost like, yeah, they could almost like have a big percentage of the population convinced that these are sentient beings and that these are like, oh, they're so smart that, and we're so dumb that uh, we need to outsource all of our thinking and logic and, and all of our stuff to these machines. They've been programmed to such a great extent that they have the right and the ability to dictate our lives for us. You know, I, I mean, I guarantee they're out there running algorithms and running things that predictive models. I bet a lot of the insanity that we're seeing is a direct directly spit out from some sort of AI saying, Oh yeah, do this next. Or you could program. I mean, very easily. I mean, very, very easily with, I bet like chat GBT could be like, okay, I want to take over the world. Tell me how I could do that in 20 steps. And they'll be like, okay, well, first you have to do a global pandemic and then you have to uh, blow up a bunch of rail cars. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And then it like, it walks you down the path. And then, and then, so if they just follow the game plan, uh, if you just follow the game plan that the AI spits out, then they are thinking that they're going to be led to some sort of world government that they're wanting or whatever agenda is, whatever agenda they're trying to achieve, they can just ask the AI, okay, give me a 10 step plan on how to get to that path with the current state of affairs. And then with some sort of like open AI, Google uh, learning system that actually takes into account all current events. It's looking at the entire human race as one species because everybody's plugged into the Google network. They've got their little Fitbits on. They know everybody's blood pressure and heart rate, and they know who's sick, and they know who's over here. They, they, they know everything collectively, and so the AI can factor all that in together and spit out some sort of, okay, you need to do this. You need to fly a plane over this thing on this day, and then you need to have a balloon come out, and then you need to have some UFO. It's like it's walking you down a path towards leading you towards whatever it is they're trying to achieve. And it's like, we don't know what necessarily that is that they're trying to achieve, but the insanity of what we're seeing is almost like it's being spit out and run by some crazy AI program. But on the flip side, a minute ago, I said that they did not take into consideration humanity, the basic human decency. And so that's where their plans fail. That's where they fail because they underestimate us. They underestimate the fact that we will just go along with their plan. They underestimate our willingness to just sit back and... <clears throat> Take whatever it is they're doing. They underestimate the fact that there are shows like Steve's show, like Grand Theft World, you know, like Ryan over at T Lab. They they don't take they don't factor stuff like that into consideration. They don't factor the fact that, that we're out here and we're talking it up and we're building communities outside of their system. We're doing all this good stuff to combat. So they can just keep pushing and doing whatever they want, but they're not going to win because in every shape on both sides of the equation, they don't take into consideration the human element. They leave the human element out on the table and uh, th that doesn't factor into their plans and it's going to be their downfall. It's going to be their downfall in every single way, shape and form because at the end of the day, humanity wins, man. Humanity wins every single time. And so uh, they're just going to keep trying, but we're going to be here to make fun of them the whole time. Right, Steve? They're going to keep doing their shit. They're going to keep playing their games. No matter what the AI tells them to do, we're just going to be sitting back and laughing and making fun of them. Because <laughs> I wouldn't want it any other way. It's hilarious, man. Like these last few weeks have been pretty hysterical. You know, there's been some dark stuff going on. But uh, yeah, yeah, Cocaine Bear is going to be a good one. I kind of want to see that movie kind of just a little bit. So anyway. Um, uh, yeah, so I just had a couple of things here, guys. I wasn't planning on going too much longer. Um, so I did want to shout this out. This is kind of cool. So Unjected. 
Uh, I just pulled up this one. This is on the um, this is on Zero Hedge. It was actually the Epoch Times. The Epoch Times wrote a big article about Unjected.com, um, and then it was picked up by Zero Hedge here. And so uh, Unjected is getting a whole ton of exposure. Uh, Mike Adams did a whole piece on it um, on his show, uh, Health Ranger Report. Um, I know Alex Jones kind of he uh, glanced over this article. He didn't go too far into it, but uh, they did a great job talking about uh, you know Shelby and Heather out in Maui. It kind of gives a good overview of the history of the website. Now, I was kind of bummed because they didn't mention the unjected show in the article, which is cool. But uh, at least, I, you know, really, I'm just excited to get unjected a lot more exposure. Um, they said that they've just been thousands and thousands and thousands of signups um, from just the, the the exposure from these articles. So uh, definitely a big shout out to unjected.com. You know, it's more than just a dating site. You know what I mean? They've got like uh, blood donor listings. They've got fertility services. They've got all kinds of cool stuff. So um, make sure you support, you know, sign up over at unjected.com. And uh, let's see, what else do I have? The, the only other thing I had, and this was, uh, I don't have the meme in front of me, but this was uh, something that I'd never heard of before. And uh, it was, uh, oh, so that's Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Durden, a legit dude. I don't know if you're necessarily, if you're familiar, but the, the uh, Zero Hedge, all of their articles are published by Tyler Durden. That's, I don't know if you, if you're just asking a rhetorical question, but I think what they do is they keep, unless they're like aggregating their articles from a different, see how they give credit to this Alan Stein over at Epoch times. But a lot of times they publish their articles without uh, any credit to who wrote it. I think that's part of their philosophy is just to basically put the information out there and let you look at the information uh, just on the merits of the information itself without looking into who wrote it. That's kind of their, their thing. And I, I think that's, that's cool. I mean, it has its ups and downs, uh, but okay, cool, cool. So yeah. So Tyler, if you go look at like all the zero hedge articles, all of them say by Tyler Durden. So it's like a pseudonym for the articles that they publish. And sometimes they give credit to the author and sometimes they don't sometimes it's like, Hey, here's the information. Take it or leave it, you know? So it kind of removes the bias a little bit. So it's just kind of how they roll, you know? Uh, but anyway, so it was, this was originally from a, uh, what is it? Uh, free thought project, uh, big shout out to Jason Bassler over at the free thought project. Um, he made some meme where it was like, which one of these are you not familiar with? And it was like four different events in history where there was like some sort of tyrannical, like government overreach. Uh, I think one of them was like these soldiers sitting on a pile of gold. I can't remember the other two. I, I could recognize what the other two were. But this one I had not heard about. It was like uh, it was like some photo of like it looked like a, a, a nuclear bomb went off in the middle of a city. And I was like, well, that's interesting. What's this? And so I looked in the comments and someone pointed out it's the 1985 move bombing. And I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. So let's let's take a look at what the 1985 move bombing was. So the 1985 move bombing was the destruction of residential homes in the Cobbs Creek neighborhood of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, by the Philadelphia Police Department during a standoff and a shootout with a anarcho-primitivist commune called MOVE, M-O-V-E, all capital letters. Um, so interesting. So on May 13th, 1985, nearly 500 police officers alongside city manager arrived in force and attempted to clear the building and execute the arrest warrants. Let's see. Let's go a little background. So 1981 MOVE. Uh, let's just read the whole damn thing. Okay, so police dropped two explosive devices from a helicopter onto the roof of a house occupied by Move. So this is very like Waco-ish, you know, Waco-esque. Uh, the Philadelphia Fire Department allowed the resulting fire to burn out of control, destroying 61 previously evacuated uh, neighborhood neighboring homes over two city blocks and leaving 250 people homeless. Uh, six adults and five children were killed in the attack with one adult and one child surviving. A lawsuit in federal court found that the city used excessive force and violated constitutional rights against unreasonable, unreasonable search and seizure. <clears throat> yeah. So this is the first time I'd ever heard about this. So I just had it in my notes to maybe cover at some point. So I wanted to bring it up tonight, you know, it just shows you another example of like, you know, your, your government, your government really cares about you and all that good stuff. So 1981 move re relocated to, to, a, I don't I want to know what move is, what move stands for. Does it say, I guess not. They're a bunch of anarcho primitivists. That kind of sounds cool. And an arco primitivist commune, bro. 
Why do I say? Okay, here we go. Anarcho-primitivist is an anarchist critique of civilization that advocates a return to non-civilized ways of life through deindustrialization, abolition of the division of labor and specialization, and abandonment of large-scale organizations and high technology. Okay, I mean, yeah, we might be forced into some sort of anarcho-primitivism soon, but uh, these guys are voluntary, uh, voluntary, voluntarily anarcho-primitivist. So very cool. Okay, so move moves to this Cobbs Creek area. Uh, neighbors complained in the city for years about the trash around the building, confrontations with neighbors, and bullhorn announcements of political messages by the move members. Right on. <laughs> the bullhorn was broken and inoperable for the three weeks prior to the bombing incident. So these guys, so this is this is what the bullhorn life leads, Steve. So eventually you find yourself in an anarcho-primitivist commune just bullhorning the neighbors in Philadelphia, I guess. So, all right, police obtained search warrants in 1985, charging four move occupants with crimes, including parole violations, contempt of court, possession of firearms, and making terroristic threats. I wonder if that has anything to do with the bullhorn. Okay, so here's the incident. May 13, 1985, 500 police officers with the city manager arrived and attempted to clear the building. Uh, water and electricity was shut off. Um Looks like at 5.35 a.m., the commissioner read a long speech addressed to MOVE members that stated, Attention, MOVE, this is America. You have to you have to abide by laws of the United States. They were given 15 minutes to come out. When the MOVE members did not respond, uh, the police decided to forcibly remove people who remained in the house by dropping a bomb on a building, which consisted of seven adults and six children. See, it doesn't really say how many people were in. Let me see if there's a separate Wikipedia page for the move people. I'm sure we could find something, but anyway, yeah, it doesn't have it. Doesn't even look. Look at this, which is very interesting. Now, see how there's like no highlight or link for move itself. Uh, I remember, I remember this used to. I can't remember if this used to be or if, if it's still that way. But um, the Finders cult, the Finders incident, did not have a Wikipedia page for a long time as well. It might, it might now. Let me see. Um, but I always thought that, that was really interesting. Finders cult, like everything in existence. The finders movement. Okay. Yeah. So now there is, but yeah, I remember I was looking into this in like 2020 and there was not even a freaking Wikipedia page. Look at that. There's a very, very, very short synopsis of the finders. And I doubt it really probably we will save that for another day though. But I remember I was looking into that and I was like, why the hell out of all everything in the universe has a Wikipedia page. I wonder why the finders doesn't. And then here again, the move, uh, there, there's no Wikipedia page. Interesting. So Okay, so they dropped a bomb on a building, which consisted of seven adults, six children. There was an armed standoff with police who threw tear gas canisters at the building. The move members fired at them. All right. And the gunfight with semi-automatic and automatic firearms ensued for 90 minutes. One officer was hit in the back of his flak jacket, but no one was seriously hurt. Police used more than 10,000 rounds of ammunition. Wow. Uh, let's see. From a Pennsylvania state police helicopter, uh, Philadelphia Police Department lieutenant proceeds to drop two 1.5-pound bombs which the police referred to as entry devices made of Tovex. Uh, we're not even going to read about bomb making materials. Uh, the bombs exploded after 45 seconds, igniting blah, blah, blah. Um, officials later stated that this was to let the fire burn to the roof and destroy the bunker. So police could then drop tear gas into the house and flush out the occupants. Yeah. It sounds like a great idea. Let's just firebomb the roof and that'll open it up so we can just drop tear gas in. No big deal. No big deal. 30 minutes later, firefighters moved in to control the burn. There was gunfire and the firefighters and police were ordered back. Um, the fire killed 11 of the people in the house, six adults and five children. There you go. Well, this is interesting. So all of the people uh, had the last name Africa. It's John Africa, Rhonda Africa, Teresa Africa, Frank Africa, Conrad Africa. Okay, 61 homes were destroyed, leaving 250 unemployed. So there you go. So you crazy anarcho primitivists, how dare you uh, not obey the U.S. government or we will bomb your fucking house and burn down an entire neighborhood, man. So anyway, crazy stuff. So, uh, yeah, you guys, I think that's a, I mean, you know, I hate to leave you on a downer. I guess Miss QA bear, uh, we'll just recap real quick. We'll recap for Miss QA bear. So I went to the zoo today and, uh, so there's this article about how the Nashville zoo plans to vaccinate animals against COVID-19. And I was like, Oh my God. And so I asked one of the zoo staff and she was very excited about the fact that they did in fact vaccinate all of their animals. And so I got some pictures of all the animals here. So there's, there's all the heavily vaccinated, uh, 
uh, gibbons, gibbon monkeys. Look at all of them running around. And uh, yep, there's all the heavily vaccinated meerkats. Yep, 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 yep. And then there's all the heavily vaccinated uh, storks, right? See all of them there. And the joke being that there's no animals. Okay, so <laughs> they just depopulated their entire zoo <laughs> with the COVID vaccine. So there you go. So if you go to the zoo anytime soon, you know, and my heart goes out. These guys don't have a tough, tough enough life. And now they have to deal with like animal myocarditis and stuff. So it's like, you know, okay, well, it is what it is. Oh, of course. I do have one other thing for you guys. This is great. This is like my favorite thing ever. And we did cover this. If you guys watched the pirate stream episode uh, from the other night, we did cover this on there, but I wanted to let you guys know, cause it's too good to let go. I just can't let this one go. All right. So this is from, uh, what is this? This is from today. I don't know. It's one of those morning shows. There's a lot of cringy stuff in this episode or in this, uh, like news clip. But this one in particular, I want to play for you guys because it's hilarious. I got this from the last Thursday episode of No Agenda. Here you go. You guys ready? Okay, here you go. NBC senior medical correspondent, Dr. John Torres. I think we should start off with something that a lot of people think and I think needs to be cleared up. There are a lot of people who believe it is the COVID vaccine that causes heart issues, not COVID itself. Can you just clear that COVID up? Is there's such a higher risk of getting a heart issue from COVID, especially myocarditis. And when you look at the statistics, myocarditis, you're 11 times more likely to get it from COVID itself than you are from the vaccine. When it comes to heart attacks, there's been no direct connection between the vaccine and heart attacks or cardiac arrest. There have been some reports, but those reports were usually somebody who had a heart attack the day after getting the vaccine, which means the vaccine really hadn't had even time to thing. do anything in their body. It's so much. Oh. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. So you guys heard that, right? Let's, let's hear that again. One more time. Hold on. Let me just make sure you guys heard that. Reports, but those reports were usually somebody who oh, it's back COVID itself. Can you just clear and that COVID up? To get it from COVID itself than you are from the vaccine. When it comes to heart attacks, there's been no direct connection between the vaccine and heart attacks or cardiac arrest. There have been some reports, but those reports were usually somebody who had a heart attack the day after getting the vaccine, which means the vaccine really hadn't, hadn't even time to thing. do anything in their body. It's so Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so you guys caught that, right? You guys heard what he said, right? Okay, so he said, okay, first of all, 11 times more likely to have it from the COVID, COVID from the COVID vaccine. That's been completely debunked. Ryan, particularly at the Last American Vagabond, has done entire streams of debunking that specific fact right there. That's bullshit. You know, that's what's so frustrating is because, you know, we go, we do so much work to discredit everything that he's saying. And then all it takes is one little asshole prick in a suit on a big show to say that. And it just washes it all away. But you guys caught what he said, right? You guys literally caught what he said. He said, listen, there's no connection between the COVID shots and heart attacks. Now, there have been some reports of heart attacks associated with COVID vaccine, but those generally happen the day after receiving the shot. So therefore, the shot hasn't even had time to do anything in your body yet. So it couldn't possibly be the vaccine. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys heard that, right? It's like, well, these generally happen the day after. So it couldn't possibly be because it doesn't even have time to do anything in your body yet. Let's hear it one more time. In some reports, but those reports were usually somebody who had a heart attack the day after getting the vaccine, which means the vaccine really hadn't had even time to thing. do anything in their body. It's so much <laughs> <laughs> no, you did not just say that. You did not just say that. Oh my god, that is just like the, the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, you know, the whole clip is pretty excruciating. Um, and it's just pure propaganda. It's like, really, at this point, at this point, is there anybody that's still buying this like is there still anybody that's on the train with this like is still anybody like uh uh you know it's it's like you know the some everybody's saying like okay like i inject some heroin today i don't get high next wednesday you know i don't like uh take a drink of alcohol and get drunk like a week from tomorrow you know no no man like this is just so the logic is so crazy but you know they have us they have well not us right no, they have the public conditioned to think that, you know, nothing happens until like 14 days after like that 14 day period, or actually it's 21 days, 21 day period. 
the 21 day period between, you know, receiving the injection, uh, or just for 21 days after receiving the injection, there's like nothing that the vaccine doesn't, or the injection doesn't do anything to you. So you're like perfectly clean and clear, uh, until, until 21 days after. And so that's how they've been able to get away with so much of this stuff is the fact that, you know, they don't, uh, they've got us trained to think that well, I'm pulling some other stuff up here. Hold on. So they, they, they have people trained to think that, uh, you know, um, let me just pull up deaths by the vaccine. <sighs> let's see. Hold on. Where is it? Um, okay. Yeah, let's do this. Let me pull this back up here. Okay. So if, 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 if anything happens, Within 14 to 21 days of taking the injection, then it couldn't possibly be the injection, right? Because it doesn't uh, it doesn't have time to do anything in your body. But again, you know, we can just take the data from open bears. I know I talk about this and share it all the time, but it's just really important to point out. And, you know, it's just right here how uh, it's the um, days to onset. So they can they actually have data to track this, you know, and this is all a self-reporting system, right? It's all causation does not equal correlation type bullshit like they say, or correlation does not equal causation. But look, so right here, this is just the days to onset. And these are the the, the, the deaths. And we're looking at deaths right here, okay? So days to onset, zero to one, one to two, two to three. All of these deaths are being reported within the first 72 hours. Like the majority of deaths happen within the first 72 hours of receiving the injection, you know? And so, and so to, to be able to say like, yeah, we've had reports of heart attacks, but... Uh, you know, that's always the day after the day after receiving the injection. So it couldn't possibly be the injection. Right. But that's when the majority of these adverse events and deaths occur is the day after the injection. So I just, it saddens me to think that people still kind of buy that. And you see an art, you know, see a news piece like that come out and like, it's just, it, it breaks my heart. You know, it breaks my heart to think that people are still falling for that. And the other thing too was like that lady I talked to at the zoo today that was so proud of the fact that they had worked, you know, she was so proud that they had done all this work to vaccinate these zoo animals. She was so happy and proud about it. I could hear it in her voice. I could hear it. She was so happy and just so enthused. Like they were doing such a great thing, you know, in her mind, like she is a victim. She is a victim of this. She is absolutely a victim of this because she has been absorbed into this worldview that, that you, you know, it's just like, uh, I hate to say like a useful idiot, but that's really ultimately what it seems to be is like they have this army of people that are not willing to question things, not willing to look at competing information. And then they're swept up into this, this insanity and, and they're just helping perpetuate it. You know, she was a sweet gal, man. But it's like you see, you see it like in their eyes, like they they just they're so happy and they're so proud of like all the work they've been doing. But it's just like it's so evil, man. Not them, not her. I'm not calling her evil, but just this agenda. This agenda is just so evil, man. And I feel like I, I, how could it still be going on? Like, hasn't this been completely exposed? Has isn't isn't this all like over? Like, how could there possibly still be people? vaccinating like at this point you know it's like i don't see any situation where you know unless you're living under a rock like it's really starting to come out now you guys and so we're just gonna keep pushing just gonna keep pushing hey thanks for the tip there uh uh oh man i don't about world psbi it says thanks for the hard work keep people informed and thinking thank you for the tip man helps keep the blue lights on here you know what i'm saying uh yeah, man. So anyway, I just want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to play that clip for you guys. I wanted to play all this fun stuff for you. Yeah, it's sad to see the pawns, man. It's sad to see the pawns because like they're just as much victims of this as anybody, man. And I'm, I do have some compassion. I have a lot of contempt, but I, I'm working on the compassion piece of it, <laughs> you know. Uh, but it's okay. It's all right. But they're coming over to our side every day. They're coming over to the side of truth every single day, and it makes me very, very, very happy to see. Um, so, yeah. So, guys, I guess the last thing I'll just say again, another call to action. Hopefully, you guys could show up on March 5th for this little summit. Um, I honestly don't know how much it is. Like, I don't know. I haven't looked into that, but I think I think it's a paid event. But I hope you guys come join us. It's Sunday, March 5th at 12 noon Eastern. 
Um, it's just going to be a whole bunch of cool people, Steve Poikinen included, hanging out, chatting, and uh, giving you guys some insights into, I don't know, I don't even know. It's going to be fun, though. It's gonna, How could it not? It's going to be just epic beyond belief. There is a link in the episode description just by following that link to the site, just by clicking that link to the site and, and signing up. Like That actually helps the show. I'm not going to lie. helps the show. So go check it out and join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you'll see all the other ways to support the show here at rebunked.news value for value, baby. That's how we're rolling in 2023. Um, there are some affiliate links on there. There's some affiliate links in the episode description. I guess I'll shout them out. So there's Richard Grove's full autonomy course. There's truth TRS heavy metal detox. And I just added a new one. Um, I haven't really talked about it on the show very much, but, uh, I had Dr. Vanderwater from the wellness company on a few weeks ago. And, uh, She's uh, one of the head doctors over at the wellness company, which is also headed up by, uh, it's headed up by, um, uh, did you, well, so could, how much was it? I see you just said you signed up for it. How much was it? If you don't mind like dropping the chat, I could go figure it out here in a minute, but I just haven't had a chance to look at it yet. But anyway, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Dr. Vanderwater and Dr. Peter McCullough is like the head, one of the head guys over there. They're offering like telehealth medicine. It's like 10 bucks a month. You pay 10 bucks a month and then you have access to a doctor. You just sign up and go see a doctor whenever. It's like full, full blown like telehealth stuff. And uh, I, I was on a Zoom call with them last week. And it sounds like they're doing some pretty cool stuff. They do. They have this new thing that they're rolling out that they, I don't know if it's officially live yet, but I'll just give you guys a preview. They're saying uh, they're offering a, uh, a $200 a month plan, but you get unlimited supplements so you can just go to their store and order as many supplements as you could possibly carry and it's just you know that's all covered within a 200 dollars a month thing so i don't really know i don't really know much about that particular piece but they're talking about all kinds of cool stuff they're trying to roll out so that's the wellness company if you're just looking for like you know access to a telehealth level uh care provider you know just 10 bucks a month so it's like that's probably obviously you know gets you out of the the medical system, the insurance system, all that stuff. And just for 10 bucks a month, you could have access to a, a doctor. So, you know, that's, I'm not, I'm not like advertising, but I'm an affiliate for them. So there's, if you click the link and sign up, then it helps the show. That's really all I'm saying. So, uh, is that value for value? I don't know. Maybe, um, their services I believe in, so it's cool, but, uh, whatever. All right, guys, I think that's probably going to do it for me tonight. Thank you so much for chatting. Like all my favorite people are hanging in the chat, dude. We've got Miss QA Bear hanging tough over there in Iowa or Idaho. I hear rumors she might be moving to uh, to this neck of the woods. I don't know. Uh, Death to Tyrants as always, dude. You're amazing. Um, Steve Poikin and Amanda. Amanda. Okay, you guys don't know. Amanda's like one of the freaking <clears> – <throat> Amanda's a big part of the show. You guys don't even know. She does like a lot of my T-shirts at the T-shirt shop, okay? So she's over there. At Big Frog T-shirts, Beaverton. Oh, I didn't even shout out the T-shirt shop. I did this whole damn live stream. Okay, hold on. I got to pull up my screen share again. Hold on. Uh, yeah, we're going to end on a happy note. We're going to end on a happy note. And uh, so rebunk.news. You guys hang tight because we got new T-shirt designs, forward slash shirts. Um, and I also want to shout out, you guys, uh, go follow Amanda on Instagram, okay? She's a uh, – Amanda, will you put your, your Instagram handles in the chat there? Because – she also does a lot of great work promoting like healthy living and uh, plant-based nutrition. She's got this awesome recipe book out there. Like you guys go scoop up that recipe book. But she's also just got a bunch of really cool. Um, <clears throat> she's also got some really, actually, yeah, yeah. You guys, and anybody that needs t-shirts any, and she does Steve's t-shirts too. So uh, yeah. So Amanda, yeah, anybody that needs help, go, go hit her up on uh, Instagram. It's uh Amanda sick S I C K and then uh plant. Oh, I can't remember what's off of my head. It's plant-based something, man. You should put them in the chat, put them in the chat. All right. So here we go. So we got some new shirts. Well, of course we got this, the classic, this is like, this thing has been selling like crazy and I'm grateful for all the support you guys give by getting this. It's the, are you threatening me? Beavis $16 can't go wrong. Miss QA bear. Do you have one of these yet? Are you threatening me? Beavis shirt. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You got to get that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then what do we got? What do we got? What else do we got? Uh, let's see. So this is, uh, this is, I think, uh, Ryan came up with this one. This is the, uh, 
they who's they what is what is they it's like they are controlling the weather they are enslaving us it's the hierarchy enslaving you t-h-e-y <clears throat> you know what i'm saying there you go uh let's see what else we got what else we got yeah what <laughs> hold on I'll, I'll find it here in just a sec here um let's see what else we got um we've got the, okay this is this amanda made this shirt I, I i reached out to her i'm like amanda i really need this shirt in my shop and she had it up there the next day bam climate change is hot climate change is hot people i know we just got done with valentine's day uh that was like the that was like the the valentine's day uh special there but it's still up there in the shop uh climate change is hot everybody go piss off some libtards in your community today with a climate change is hot t-shirt um hold on I'm, I'm getting i'm getting all this stuff here so let's see uh oh i keep clicking on the wrong thing okay well, let's go back let's go back what other new shirts okay we've got okay this is a good one steve steve you, i know you guys are on this beat all the time check it out journalism is not a crime journalism is not a crime you know what i'm saying uh oh yeah okay so amanda's food page is plant underscore underscore creations so two underscores plant underscore underscore creations here's the link tree l-i-n-k l-i-n-k t-r dot e-e forward slash plant creations i'll put it in the chat here on the rockfin put it on the rockfin chat bam Go order her recipe book, dude. It's legendary. I have a copy of it myself. Ah, shit. You know, okay, well, it didn't do it, but you guys know what I'm saying. Uh, so from there, it actually, well, well, here, let's just take a look at it. All right, plant creations, uh, link tr.ee forward slash plant creations. And then uh, that'll also, so you got her Instagram and that'll also take you. Oh, she's got an apparel shop too, of course, because she's one of the designers over at uh, Big Frog um but yeah so then then plant okay it's myplantcreations.com i always forget because in the episode we did i typed in plantcreations.com which is clearly not uh the deal but it's myplantcreations.com look at all those are her photos those are her recipes dude just crushing vegan gluten-free refined sugar-free bam 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 and of course you know just uh all kinds of legendary shirts very grateful for all the work that they do for the show here. You know, it really helps like you guys all help the show. Oh, and also we have women's sizes now, Miss QA bear, go get your Beavis. Uh, are you threatening me? Gadsden flag shirt in women's sizes now. Okay. By popular demand. And, uh, we do have just the rebunked logo on hats and beanies. You know, me and my hats. I'm like, I'm like Tim pool over here. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's what I got for you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. You guys are the best. Uh, it, it was fun. I know I just wanted to hop on and just, uh, you know, chat with the people for a little bit, just shout out some stuff. Um, it was a little, little self-promotional I know, but we had some good stuff in there too. So, all right. It's good to hang out with you guys as always much love. All right. Just, uh, no fear, just crushing in 2023. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.